Well, it's that time of the week again. It's time for Chit Chat Across the Pond, episode number 523 for February 17th, 2018. And I'm your host, Allison Sheridan. This week, our guest is Programming by Stealth's own creator, Bart Bouchotts, and this is episode 50 of Programming by Stealth. How cool is that, Bart? I, I am amazed that we've gotten here. And also, that means we've been at this for at least two years. I can't believe you haven't given up on me yet. That's what I think every time I look at this. It's it's fun, and you know it's it's quite regularly that something happens where you talk about scratching your own itch, and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. That is exactly the point of programming by stealth, giving you the power to make that little computer do your bidding. I Be love your it. slave. I love it. Well, uh, we are doing something very different, and I'm not sure how the audio is going to work out because Bart came up with an interesting suggestion. We are doing this on a video hangout on air, uh, which will be up on YouTube, and I'll be able to embed it on the website. So you can watch Bart create a little web app from scratch. So we're going to just follow along. There's going to be no heavy lifting by Allison. I'm not going to, I hopefully will probably learn a lot of things, but I'm not going to have any homework due, right? No new homework. Right. Well, that was okay. So that was the condition. I was not allowed to set you any homework. So and, we could just oh, have fun. Right. So basically, the idea is we're going to start with the scariest thing on the planet, which is an empty page. Yeah, we don't often do that. You usually have built kind of a framework for us to play in. And then we get to dive in and mess around in the middle. But we don't start from zero very often. Yeah. So ever. we're starting from zero. And it's not just that you're starting from zero. I'm also starting from zero. I have not, I don't know how this is going to go. I just have <laughs> a vague idea of what I want to accomplish. And I have not, I've intentionally not done prep. Oh. Otherwise it's not real. Oh, this is going to be really organic and genuine then. Right. Which is, I think, important because if the vision is that someone who knows how to program just sits down and types out perfect code, <laughs> I imagine we're going to dispel that myth. <laughs> All right, cool. It's going to be full of typos. Um, are we going to try to explain things to the audio-only audience, or are we going to tell people you really shouldn't be listening to this, you should go over to the video? What do you think? I can't, we can have a go, but I have a feeling this may be not so audio-friendly. It would be interesting to see how it goes. There's well, going to be a lot of silences, try. I imagine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. I can't let there be silence. I must talk at all times. <laughs> Even if I'm, I'm reading out loud what you're spelling was. <laughs> Oh, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I can't type when people are watching and we're broadcasting live on the internet. What could possibly go wrong? Well, you know, I haven't told anybody they can come watch, but I might... I bet you Google has. I might do that. I might uh, go ahead and tweet this out and just see what happens, see if anybody sneaks in to see what we're doing. Interesting, yeah. All right. Um, so, so I am going to share my screen. So this is the last you're going to see of my rather poorly lit face. Um, and I'm going to stop sharing my face just so that we're on an even playing field here. And we're going to look at Bart's screen. And um, yes. I guess we we can wave visually goodbye for now. Bye. <laughs> All right, how do I turn my camera off? Here we go. Yeah, I'm going to say if I click this and Let's then I do that, it, it should start sharing my screen, right? Oh, Wrong. and I'm yes. still on screen. Oh, there we go. Oh, now I have okay, to click so on you. minimize you away. There we go. There we go. Okay, so here it is, the proverbial empty screen. And it is truly empty. We're in a folder called PBS50, which has no files in it, and that is an empty screen. And you're looking at the application Code Runner, correct? Yeah, I've decided, I, yeah, I, I think we've recommended Code Runner a few times, so I figured let's use that editor. Um, I, I use different editors all the time. I have too many editors. It is funny well, maybe how not. You, you keep using different different editors. I do too. There's just some yeah. day I'm just in the mood. This I'm in a, uh, an Atom mood, then I'm in a Code Runner mood. Yeah, I th actually, I think it's because I don't want to, uh, Komodo is my actual favorite editor, but if I mess with the settings to make it look good on the screen share, 
then my favorite editor has its settings messed with. Whereas if <laughs> I mess with the code runner settings, I don't care so much. Um, so this is our empty spe- screen. So what I want to achieve today is I want to combine the two things you asked me to revise recently, which is JavaScript objects and jQuery. So we're going to build a very simple web app, which is going to have three components. There's going to be a text box into which the user of the app is going to type some JavaScript code to describe an object. There's going to be a div, which is going to draw a picture of that object. And there's going to be a button that says go. And that's kind of all I've decided. So a place to type some code, a button, and then that button will turn the code into some sort of representation of the object. And that means we've got to use jQuery because that's how we're going to build up the representation of the object. So in theory, we've got to understand objects and we've got to understand jQuery. Otherwise, this whole thing will fall flat and it's whatever. So that's my theory. So step one is always build some HTML. So I've set code runner here to the HTML language and I'm going to use the good old-fashioned text expander. I think Mike Schnorkut is HTML5. Oh, you've got a text expander snippet. See, I turned off text expander snippets in... Um, they're not working in this app. I have, well, I was just starting to say, I have them turned off because they tend to do things like change uh, the first line of a character of a, of a sentence yeah, so into a capital what's letter. What's not visible in my menu bar? <laughs> text expander. Text expander. Okay, so, um, but how do you get around the fact that it's going to want to like make the first letter a capital letter and things like that? Yeah, I don't have text expander snippets for that kind of stuff. I thought it didn't. Yeah. Oh, maybe it was just I or uh, macOS that does it. Well, that's the snippet I want. So I guess can I just double click that and it'll happen? Or there we go. Okay. So oh, we sort of got there you, in the end. You just, oh, okay. So what he just did was splat it onto the screen. Doc type HTML, HTML head, slash heads, body, slash body, HTML. That's a nice snippet. Yeah. So I'm call this an object visualizer. Oh, now i got a question of a Z or an S. No, yeah, go with your American. S's. No, go no, no. Go with your S's. I like it. So he's just okay. put that into the title field. So page got to have a heading. So h1 slash h1. Yeah, I can't type. So <laughs> the fact that I have a mic obscuring half my keyboard is my excuse for today. Ah, okay. So you just set the titled object visualizer and created a heading called object visualizer too. So the, the title right. is going to go into the URL, will show up in the URL, right? Yeah, so the title tag is what's going to show up in the sort of, well, the browser is going to display it as the heading of the window, I guess. Okay. Depending on your browser or the heading of the tab, sort of what the browser does. It's kind of up to the browser, actually, what to do with the the title tag. And then everything inside the body is visually popped up on the screen. So that's what people are going to see. Okay. So we're clearly going to need a form because I said we're going to have a text area. So let's start with one of those. So we just put in a form slash form. Now you always have to have an action. So action spelled correctly would work better. Equals... If memory serves, it's JavaScript colon void zero semicolon. Basically means, dear HTML form, don't you do anything when I hit enter. It's, now why did you say JavaScript. zero semicolon? You just put in two parentheses. Uh, I meant to say two parentheses because that's actually... Did you type that or was that a text expander snippet? No, I, no, no okay. I typed that, I think. Okay. <laughs> so obviously my brain and my fingers can do different things, which is interesting. <laughs> okay, so why uh, did we say form action JavaScript void? 
Okay, so by default, a web form is going to try send stuff to a server because traditionally in HTML1 land, that was the only way things worked. There was no such thing as JavaScript yet. So that means that if you hit the enter key inside a form that hasn't had its action set to JavaScript void, it will fall back to its old 1980s default and shove it off to the server. So you hit the enter key while you have something in the form selected and off it'll go on your whole page. Never to be seen again. <laughs> right. And so if you're doing JavaScript, you really don't want, you know, on a web app that's JavaScript driven, the last thing you want is for the whole page to vanish when you hit the enter key. Okay. So by saying action JavaScript colon void, what you're saying is don't send it to the server, do this instead. And JavaScript colon void. Well, the void function does what it says in the tin. It does absolutely positively nothing. So when you hit enter, the browser goes, I shall, oh, I'm done. Huh. And it does nothing. Okay. So when we learned about forms, I think I just told you, copy and paste this and just keep doing that until I tell you otherwise. And at some point within the next 50 episodes, we will stop doing that because we will actually start to do server-side code as well as client-side mm. code, in which case we want our forms to be that interface between the front end and the back end between the client and the server. Hmm. But for now, we're all on the front end. Okay, good. So to make our forms look good, we have learned to use field sets that contain everything. So let's make one of those field sets slash field set. Why did you just do that with the wrong kind of bracket? And field sets get legend tags. Uh, so I think I remember this. I think you have an extra closing bracket down below on the second field set on the closing field set. Do I? The oh, yes, I do. One? There we go. There that's yeah. That's, okay. Something's looking wrong there. Uh, so legend. Remind me what the legend is. So that will be the, the the sort of the heading over this chunk of the form. Right, and that yeah. that also tells screen readers what we're doing too, doesn't it? It does because a, a smart field, a smart screen reader knows that a legend tag labels a, f a field set. Yeah, right. Now at this point, I just realized that the H one tag is completely ridiculous because the field, the, the the legend will take care of that. So let's let's cut this down. Okay, so, the so we're going to need a, yeah. So we're going to need a place to put our code. So we're going to need some sort of text area. Uh, we're going to need a button. So he's just putting in text area slash text area, button slash button. And we're going to need somewhere to show our output. So I'm going to just use a div because divs are div. Now, obviously, we need a little bit more than that, but these are the basic chunks. Uh, our text area should probably be labeled. Is that div so written correctly? Because the syntax highlighting looks funny. It says div space, and it's a white slash. Yeah, I'm not sure. Allowed. You're probably not allowed to be... You're not probably not allowed to have an opening closing div in one tag. Ah, okay. Yeah. Thank goodness for syntax highlighting. Oh yeah, that is. Uh, I think like if you're a really old school programmer, you can write code in Windows Notepad. But you don't have <laughs> syntax highlighting. But I think most actual programmers today, if you put them in a syntax highlightingless editor, would fail. Miserably. Well, yeah, maybe it's a crutch, but then again, so is spell check, so shut up, right? <laughs> well, is it a crutch? Or power or steering. It... I mean, I'm yeah, strong I enough to say. not use power steering, but I don't want to. Yeah, or, or you know, throttle controls in a jet engine. It's Maybe it's a tool rather than a crutch. Maybe we yeah. shouldn't be pejorative about it. I also so, really like how a lot of the editors, and I've seen it happening here with CodeRunner, and I know it does with uh, Adam, is that uh, it'll often, as you start to type something, it'll offer to give you the rest of it. I make far fewer typos when I let it do that. 
We label this object description. Okay, so tell us what you're doing here. So a text area should have a label. So I'm just making a label. So we now have a label and a text area. Now the okay, two that, are not that, connected. That was going to be my question. Okay, so it's just label is above text area. Yeah, so now we need to connect them. So step one is give our text area an ID so we can address it uniquely. Uh, the underscore code. Here in my IDs. Now we can say label four equals, oops, C underscore code. So our label is now connected to our text area. We should probably wrap all of this in something. Um, we're going to lay out our form. Let's let's lay it out as a list. It's like laying things out as lists. Okay. Unordered list. List item. So we'll pop list item. Yeah. He's doing some nice little tabbing for us. Yeah, always, oh, you're a always space, a not a tab code. guy, huh? <laughs> oh, oh, yes, yes. Tabs are evil because. Right. Tabs are fine until you start working collaboratively with other people. Unless because you the width... just make all your friends use tabs. Or well, you no, only hang out with tab of, people. The width of a tab is different on every editor, right? So depending on how you configure it, a tab can be any width you like. Right. But so if, as if long you... as they look like a tab to everybody. Right. But what happens then is you'll have some people will make the code look right by spacing whatever amount the tab looks. And then you open that code on someone else's machine and a tab goes from four to eight, and suddenly the spaces are completely different to the tabs, and the but whole see, thing. See, that's breaks that's why I told you you only make friends with uh, people who use tabs. Hmm. By the way, I think that uh, closing UL needs a slash. Yeah, it does. Otherwise, I'm just making a sub list. There we go. There you go. So, all right. Eight. So, tell me, tell me what we're doing here. We got a we got a list item. Uh, for our object description here, our label in our text area. And then yeah, we so, put a button in the next list area. Right. So my form now contains a list, which is the text area with its label and the button. So now, do you want to make that going. UL have no uh, no uh, uh, bullet? Uh, we may or we may not. Uh, we'll, we'll, I guess the visual stuff. So making it look pretty is kind of the very last thing. Hmm. I'm just excited because I did that today. Yeah. So, yeah, we can do that. And we we probably, depending on how this goes, basically, we're just going to keep going until we run out of time and it'll be as pretty as it gets. (laughs) (laughs) I I wouldn't mind seeing that again, though, because I had trouble finding it, uh, how to make it not have a, uh, not have a bullet. Okay. Well, uh, let's let's see where we stand now. Um, So, where's Safari? Bart's. I suppose I should save this somewhere, shouldn't I? Yes. Probably help. This index.html in PBS 50. All right. So, there's index.html. So, because I am a huge user of Yoink, I'm just going to pop you there and then I'm going to go to Safari and I'm going to drop you into the address bar. Okay. So, there's what we have so far. Okay, so what I'm seeing on screen in Safari is object visualizer in a nice big box, got object description code with a text area, and then generate representation, and it's a button. Yeah, yeah. now I I had intended my text area to be on the next line, but obviously that doesn't happen automatically, so... Let's put in a line in. break. Fresh, okay, so we're getting there. Um, That text area is awfully teeny-weeny tiny, so let's fix that. Oh, uh, you're so... doing visuals. That's sort of practicalities, right? You've got to be able to type. So calls equals 
fifty. So, so he's editing the uh, editing the text area. Uh, he's got ID equals the code, and then calls fifty. Rows tw- uh, row twenty. So yeah, calls no idea how this row. Is. Yeah. So the the number. So the, those widths and heights are in characters. No, but why is one plural and one singular? Because one is correct and one isn't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's much All right, better. So now he's got a nice big box because he's got his rows and his columns. So we can type in there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if we want to do a little bit of RCSS jiggery pokery, I guess we can stick a style tag into the header here. Now wait a minute. The one thing I wanted you to do in style in, in styling it, you didn't do, and you're making your own no, stuff. No, I'm gonna do it now. So he's putting style slash style, but I didn't say to put it style in. What's that for? Well it's as far as we're going to make the that the ULs not have bullet points, I thought you do it right in the UL tag. You could do an inline style attribute, but that's that's how I thought we learned to do it. Okay, know. so we learned that you could a CSS can be applied at the global level using a style tag in the header, or you can apply CSS by putting an inline style attribute straight into whatever it is. But if you put it straight in, then it's only going to affect one UL, whereas maybe we want to affect lots of ULs. Yeah, this is something I get stuck on often because I usually just, I just want to do it this one time. I want all my, ta- all my ULs, I want them to have bullets except this one time. And then I get stuck on this whole doing, I don't want to go do CSS. Well, you are doing, you're always doing CSS, right? Whether you do an inline style attribute or whether you do a style tag, it's always CSS. Okay. Um, in this case, though, I, 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 hate, I don't like doing inline styles because it's usually, it comes back to bite you on any sort of substantial product. So I'm going to okay, say... Well, you can turn me to make me do it the right way. Yeah, so let's give this a class and say... Uh, no no bullet. bullets. Okay. So, so he's then, changed the UL to say UL class equals no bullets, and then up so, in his style type C, uh, text slash CSS. Okay, so a selector then is what we want to apply our style to. So we want to apply it to all ULs with the class no bullets. Okay, so that much that much we got. This is something I forgot that you could do inside the HTML. You could do it as an outside file and link it in is the other way to do it. So I could have a separate Yeah, well, see, that's what always tires me when I'm doing it like in on my WordPress blog. I don't want to just go like, oh, God, I got to go open the CSS editor. I got to go find the file to to edit and add this line. And I don't really, I just want one bullet without a bullet. Yeah, so if it's the kind of thing you want to do on multiple posts, I would say it's worth setting up a class. Yeah, but usually I don't. Usually it's it's it is specifically the thing I want to do once that it drives me crazy. So that's why I wanted to. Okay, do it but it, when you say once, do you mean once in all of time or in once the entire in a life very of your long blog? time? Like I I have I have wanted to have no bullets like twice in thirteen years. Okay, it's probably not worth the class then. Um, yeah, I mean maybe I would use it more often if I had it at my fingertips. But you got you got to work me a long time to convince me to do it because <laughs> it's so much overhead to get to my CSS file to find the right one down in the child theme and decide what to call it and make space for it. Decide blah 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 blah, blah put comments and then I get okay. So in, in that case, that is sort of an exception. So if you were building a little standalone web app, I'd do it the right way. But if you're working inside a WordPress, that's kind of a different kettle of fish. I'll, okay. I'll grant you that. Okay. Okay, so now at this point, um, I gotta go RTFM. Okay, so he's gonna go look for how to make it be a 
uh, no bullets. So he's typing no in uh, CSS, no bullets. The good old-fashioned Googles. <laughs> and I always go for a Stack Overflow list. Really? Just, so, yeah, I do like Stack Overflow, but that's just people's opinions, right? Uh, well, I mean, no, because it it's people's up. opinions that gets voted up and down, and the community is very strong. But you wouldn't do uh, MDN or... or Oh, an MDM list is or also W three C. Yeah, I'll also or... take it MDN. Yeah, um, I'll take Stack Overflow. I'll take MDN. I'll take W three schools, but I'll take W three schools after the other two. Um, <laughs> so is it just list dash style colon none? Looks like it. So list style is the property, and none means no bullet. That's probably enough. Let's All check right. if that theory is correct. Save and a refresh. Nope. Yo. <laughs> what do you mean nope oh they just disappeared it took a little while there they went yeah i had to do a shift refresh yeah right but i thought i thought oh I you're getting refresh. a delay on the screen yeah, yeah. my voice yeah. is coming through quicker than my screen i bet you because it's the speed of sound and the speed of light right wait which one's faster? yeah that's how it wait, works. light yeah. is faster <laughs> i think it might be bandwidth constraint uh we'll find out okay all right okay so, now this stage... thank goodness those bullets are gone but that was that was useful to me it is, but now I'm a little bit cranky because it doesn't look good. So let me just enable developer mode. Um, so show web inspector because there's something else we need to do now because it looks silly at the moment. Okay, so he's got his developer so, tools on and your web inspector is so, a separate. I have, well, you can dock it if you like. Now it's Mine docked. is always docked. How do you undock it? Oh, look at that. I didn't know. There's a little button there to undock it. You can okay. go to the other side as well and that's just weird. Yeah, no, that's so a bottom. Button. But I like mine undocked, especially on a laptop where I have less real estate, because then uh -huh. I can shove it away. Right, right. Okay, uh, now. What are you not liking about the look? I think it's beautiful. Yeah, that's that left margin. So is that margin coming from... So is that margin on the LI or the UL? Ah, the margin is on the UL. I don't look, know look what margin that. you're talking about. Teach me. What are you talking about? Okay, green so... One? Yeah, that giant big green thing, it's like all the way over. So the fact that everything's over. indented. Didn't the UL do that? Right, but now that it doesn't have any bullets, that looks a bit silly. When there were oh. bullets there, those bullets were sitting in that green gutter. And now that there's no bullets, that green gutter looks a bit... Yeesh. So <laughs> okay. I am going to get rid of that green gutter. Um, okay, and... so, so you've looked and you've decided it's the LI, not the UL? Yes, which I can do thanks to developer tools. So when I hover over the UL, I see the green gutter. And when I hover over the LI, I don't. So that immediately okay. tells me. And so orange in Safari, so this will be different in Firefox, but in Safari, uh, orange is margin and green is padding. Okay. So it's the padding is what's causing that indent. So I need to set the, pa the padding to zero. Wait, uh, oh, so you just happen to know that green is padding. Yes. Okay. Well, we could we could discover it the hard way by setting margin colon zero px, hitting save, and watching absolutely nothing happen. <laughs> like, mm, no, that didn't achieve anything. So let's instead set padding. So you called it a gutter PX. a minute ago. There we go. That's better. Wait, you called it gutter now. Yeah, gutter is an English description. Uh, padding is a Correct. Okay. All right. So now it's uh, now splatted over stage, to the left. Yeah. So while we're here, we should also add a bit of spacing between our LIs. They're bouncing right on top of each other. There's very little gap there. 
But since we're messing with CSS, let's keep going with that. So uh, a ul dot no bullets that contains an li. So the li is what we want to style. Okay. Very good job here, Mr. Editor. Uh, so I now want to say uh, margin. Yeah, have a guess. Three pixels. So you're just that just moved it over to the right. Right, because my three pixels went everywhere. Okay. So I now have three pixels all around my allies. Uh, three pixels is not enough. And why did you see you in your spaces? You didn't line that up. I didn't line that up. Margin isn't lined up with padding and list style. That's upsetting to me. Yeah, why are you? That's a really good point. It should be two of them. There we go. Yeah. Uh, oh, and while we're here. Um, now what does he do? See, I did. I got you completely off track, didn't I? You, you did. But since we're off track, let's stay off this track. So, so what is the star? Uh, everything. I want to apply this to everything. So under style, now he's just got star. Okay, he's going to put in some I font family. I hate serif fonts. So... Um, <laughs> What do I like? Helvetica is my favorite, followed by Arial for Windows people, followed by Saw. Uh, you think you plain old sans serif, whatever you got. Yeah, so the sans serif is an instruction to the browser saying, I will accept whatever you feel is appropriate in this category. Okay. So you, you always like to end with a general description. So a real font, a real font. Okay, browser, over to you. Just just no serifs. Just no serifs. There we go. That's nicer looking. Yeah. Okay. Now we've joined the 21st century. Okay, so now we can stop messing around with that. <laughs> okay. So we've learned a little bit of CSS. Um, By the way, the font size you've got for uh, code runners looking really good on screen. This is great. Even when it's it's kind of dodgy because you're scrolling, it's still totally readable. So. Good job on oh, that. Oh, good. And it's not unusable. Um, so it might be good. confusing to people that Yoink is sitting open, however. Yeah, let's clear that up. Goodbye. There we go. Okay. Okay. So let's let's get something going. So I never taught you how our JavaScript playground worked. No. At this stage, that you know... PBS playground, right? Yeah. So at this stage, you actually... There's nothing in the playground that we don't know about except for one magic ingredient. And I'm about to, you know, pull back the curtain and show the wizard. There is a function in JavaScript, built-in function, uh, which is named eval. So I want them from MDN. So he just typed eval space MDN into his browser. Okay. So the eval function takes as an argument a string... And it runs that string as JavaScript code. Huh. So if you think about what the playground is, it was a text box where you typed in some stuff and then I ran it for you. The way I do that is with the eval function. Eval short for evaluate. That's all there was? That That's the magic ingredient of the playground was the eval function. Yeah. Wow. That's going to be our magic ingredient today because we have a text box and we want to make it run some code. Because right now so, you can put text in, you can compress the generate uh, button, but it's not going to do anything. Yeah, so we've got to plumb it all in yet. But the, 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 the piece that is new, the only thing I'm going to teach you today that you've never heard of before is the eval function, because okay. that's how we're going to make our stuff actually run. So we now need a script tag. And you're up inside the header again. 
I'm up inside the header again. Script type equals text JavaScript. Text slash JavaScript. Okay. Slash script. Why are you not auto-completing? Okay. So we get an opening and closing script tag. We've said type equals text JavaScript. Uh, the other thing we're going to need is jQuery. So let's let's get... Oh, we have to go get the jQuery library. We're going to do it by a link to the real one? We are just going to suck it right in, which is exactly what I said not to do in Security Bits yesterday. <laughs> I was thinking about that. So we, you went to code.jQuery.com, yeah, and you went and to jQuery3.x, slim minify. Yeah, so slim means all of the fluff is taken out. So if you were to view this URL, there will be no tabbing, no spaces, nothing. It's just all of the JavaScript is a great big mush. Oh, okay, because that's just waste. It's just we're not waste. Not going to go look bit. at it, right? Yeah, exactly. Huh. So, okay, copy. So that's there with my clipboard. So I can now go in here, and he just pasted that inside his script tag. Huh. And I don't like the fact that the the JavaScript one doesn't say type equals. Wait, what? What is it you're doing? Oh, you just splattered I'm over the thing you had created and and then had to fix it? Yeah, because like, the default type for scripts is JavaScript today. But it's good practice to put the sodding mime type in. So I uh, always say script type equals. Okay. Someday we may have a new scripting language for the web. No idea when that day will be, but it might happen. Okay, so we now have jQuery. We now have all the HTML bits. So we're ready to do some plumbing. Wait, we didn't um, do the eval thing. Right, because we've got to plumb it in, right? Okay, so, so the eval that's thing is going to come in. You're going to put that into the script type equals text JavaScript that you created? online. Well, so the idea is you're going to click a button to make something happen. And that something is going to be to read the text out of the text area and run it through eval. So we got some plumbing to do before we get as far as eval. But you've got a, a script tag open there. Are I we do. Not, not using that? We're going to use it. We are. We are. But oh, Okay, that's in a holding gotta, pattern. Okay. It's in a holding pattern. So I need to I need to make this button do something. So I'm going to need to give this button an ID so I can address it. So ID equals... I'm going to call it go BTN. Go okay. Button. I'm changing my mind here. Um, Uh-oh. Changing I'm going to call you of... code... TA for text area, and because I have a naming convention, and if I don't follow my own naming convention, I'm just going to confuse myself in five minutes. Okay. So I had to change it in two places because it was connecting together the label and the text area. So now I always have my buttons end in BTN and my text areas end in TA. Um, just I'm just it's a habit. Okay. No, no particular reason. It's just a habit, and if I don't follow my own habits, I'm just going to typo everything as we continue this live demonstration. So do you remember how in jQuery we add an event handler to the document ready? So when the document is fully loaded, we want we want to execute some JavaScript that's going to hang or attach an event handler to our button. So do you remember jQuery's I could syntax. find it fairly quickly, if given because I know what I'd be looking for, because I do remember that. But no, I don't know it off the top of my head. Okay, so the dollar function does. Call if jQuery. you give the dollar, yeah, the, the dollar function is all the heavy lifting. If you pass the dollar function, 
either an anonymous function or a callback, it will run that when the document becomes ready. So all we need to do here is a function. And so that is now our document ready handler. So we just said dollar function. Uh, so that is one anonymous function. Okay. It has no name. It is just a function. It also has no arguments. It also has no arguments. Which always confuses me because I always think that's an anonymous function. But I caught myself this time. I was like, there's another reason there it's anonymous, go. but I forget why. It's because it has no name. Got it. Yeah. Yes. So what we want to do is we want to add something to our button. So how? what's the jQuery for getting, for querying Un the page? No. Okay, well, first thing we've got to do is we've got to get the button. So to query the page, you use the dollar function, and the argument you pass it is a CSS selector as a string. Ah, so that's our go button? Yeah, so our go button has an ID. So do you remember the CSS for an ID? Uh, it's hash, right? Hash, octo, octothorpe, pound, whatever we're calling it, that one. Yeah. Go so hash, BTN. go button, BTN. So that has now got us... We're this talking to time, it, right? We're or, talking to it. So are we, we talking to it or listening to it? We have asked jQuery to go fetch it. So okay. we now have... So this evaluates to an object that represents this thing on the page. And then we're going to say dot... We're going to call the click function. And the click function, when you give it an argument of an anonymous function... It will run that function every time you click. So again, function. Are you not indenting correctly, Mr. Programmer? Like that. Okay, so we just gave so we've got uh jQuery with the uh CSS selector of go button dot click, then an anonymous function. So let's just prove to ourselves we've done what we think you've done, we just do a console.log. Always do this. I don't know why, but boo is always what I um, what I console that log. So going back to Safari, yeah, we don't need you anymore. So we'll go to the console tab, and we will refresh our little page here. All right, we have to press the and, button though. Right, so nothing should have happened, and nothing has happened. So when I push the button, let's shrink you up a bit. Oh. Come on now, there we token. go. I, you know, I see that one a lot. <laughs> so where have it's I gone wrong? It's got an extra so, parenthesis. It's saying, "Did it yeah. give us a line number?" Does it give us a line number? I think it does. One, but it's on the right where my face is covering it. And line one, one? function. What? The? Now that's cryptic. Okay, but this is super totally like programming, right? This is just super totally like programming, and I'd be darned if I can see. Did it, it say on line one? It does say on line one. Which What's is line one? Oh, but that was a text expander snippet, so that can't be it. It can't be it. So there's something weird. Well, it has to be in that button function, right? You close that, and you close that. You match. Yeah. You match. So he's going. Oh, that. Wait, did that one right above match? The parenthesis on line twenty-three. Yeah, that's I didn't correct. see something blink on line twenty-three. Go up one. 
Oh, there. Yeah. No. No, this, the squiggly bracket is, but look, go over the... Oh, there it is. Okay. No, yeah. the parenthesis there. I see that one. Should console be in white? Does that look right? Yeah. It's console.log. Well. All right. He's... There's no syntax the error old... on the main page. Syntax error. Unexpected token. Line one. You're talking rubbish at me. I don't like it when computers talk rubbish at me. It means something's gone seriously screwy. And we are, it definitely knows it's HTML, so it's, that's playing right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, let's keep commenting out. Slowly returns, although at this point, this, the, the button should do nothing. I'm real good at commenting stuff out to get it to... Uh, okay, that, that makes no sense. So it has nothing to do with the button, because he's commented that all out. Right, this is the last line of my own code left, so if this doesn't <laughs> fix the problem... Well, the HTML is still there. Super weird. Now press the button. Error online. What in the world? That, that means that somehow problems in jQuery. How could the problem be in jQuery? Oh. Well, you did type in that text equals JavaScript. There isn't a typo in there, though. Have I managed to? Yeah. Have I managed to get my form action? I may have actually messed that up. That'd be hilarious. The form action. Fairly possible, though. Yeah. What, what are you talking about? Google Oh, the way you typed it. Okay. Okay, he's searching for form action JavaScript null. Void. void. Sorry. Oh, okay, that one. My brain went null and void. Ah, um, <laughs> uh, you're supposed to pass. Are you supposed to pass it as zero? It is a zero, and you said zero. So my brain was right. Your brain okay. was right. Your fingers were wrong. So let's copy you. Right. That's okay. pretty so funny. That's pretty funny. You were actually, you said it right. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Okay, Good we're action. almost right. <laughs> All right. So it was supposed to be JavaScript colon void zero. Yeah. Okay, so now let's see if that makes sense. Now, why it's saying line, line zero, I don't know. There we go. Yay! Okay, so now let's re-comment. You know what's fun, good about that is that's something I won't forget now. Yeah, and that's Did you what know I command, haven't come across Command before. backslash gets rid of all those um, double slashes. Ah, uh. I was wondering if, what it was in this editor. I know it in my own editors. And okay. on the touch bar, ooh, ooh, MacBook ooh. Pro, it does that. It has the double slashes. Okay. So every time I click the button, it goes boo. Okay. Boo, boo, boo. <laughs> so we have you didn't seem very excited that I said touch bar had a use. <laughs> it is literally I... the only thing I use it for. Actually, no, I found a second use for it recently, but that's it. Like um, all those really cool gestures on the trackpad, I like that in the future it's going to be fantastic. I just wish it'd hurry up. <laughs> yep. And right. like actually 3D touch on the iPhone's a good example. Like that is now amazing now and I use it all yeah. the time. Yeah, but, but it had it to took get a everywhere. While. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so right. we need to read the contents of our text area. So how would we go about doing that? Well again, we're gonna to have to address our text area. So, so he's, he's still inside the Second anonymous function that goes on the go button when you click it, right? And this time I'm going to save it. So const, I'm going to call it $TA because of our naming convention, which is that anything I shove a jQuery variable into gets a dollar name so that I know what it is. Wait, hang on. Why? This is where you always lose me. You name things something mm -hmm. I wouldn't have. So is TA text area? But ever, exactly. before you were using capital TA, now it's lowercase TA because you don't have any word in front of it. 
Right. Yeah. So camel case, there's, there's only one hump on this camel. Okay. So you put a dollar in front of it, but that doesn't actually mean jQuery. You're just telling Bart, this is a jQuery uh, object or uh, variable. Yes. So the name is $TA, whereas the name of the jQuery function is dollar. Okay. So the jQuery function, we're going to pass it a CSS selector as a string argument, and we want to get the text area. So its ID is code TA. So what do we think we might pop in here? <laughs> Apparently code TA. But I don't know what yeah. we're doing. Why do we have a constant? Why are we creating a constant? Because I want to save access to this text area. We're going to use it for a fair bit. So let's just shove it in a variable instead okay. of always querying for it. So an ID is a... CSS selector? No. It's a... As if I want to use an ID inside a CSS selector, I use what symbol? The the Octothorpe. Octothorpe. So code TA. Okay. So that that object, that HTML element is now safely saved into the variable dollar TA. So, so there will only be here. one code TA. Yes, by definition. So an ID is it. unique within a yeah. document. Okay. All right, so we got a constant that's grabbing that whatever text we just flung into that box. Well, it's grabbed the whole text area. So how do we get the text out? So ah, we we'll stringify remember? it. Uh, yeah. Or we in, in jQuery world, what we do is we get the value out of it. So the value of what we type is going to be, let me just, so let's test this for ourselves. So console.log, oops, $TA.val. So now every time we push the button, it's going to write to the console the value of the text area. I'm confused. Okay. Why do you need to have get the value of the TA? I thought code TA was the text area. It's the yes. idea of the text area, but oh, oh my gosh. Is that, a, is that another uh, key value pair? No, it's, it's not a key value pair. It's an entire DOM object. Um, okay, let's just console.log TA. Now, um, Safari is very clever when you do that. So when you console.log it in TA, it's going to show you that it is actually the whole text area. Text area ID equals code TA. Okay. It has a whole prototype with blur and after and everything you can do to a DOM element is here. Okay. Right. So this, so the variable it represents the DOM object, not the value of the, not, not the text inside the text area. So why are you calling it a DOM object? Is the, is because the it box, is. I, yeah. Right. Okay. Duh, but okay. wait, let me let me finish my question. The the box that's drawn on screen, is that a DOM area? A DOM object? Yes. So is that the box button, you see on screen. Is the button a DOM object? Yes, it is. Okay, so everything on, on screen is a DOM object. So this Yes. The the whole document is made up of objects. So mm -hmm. every HTML tag is represented inside the DOM as a separate object. Okay. So there's an object for the form, an object for the field set, an object for the legend, an object for the UL, an object for the LI, another one for the label, another one for the text area, another one okay. for the other LI. Every okay, but tag then gets... in that object, so objects have key value pairs, is that right? Yeah. Yeah, so in and this the, case, here's this all is the, the value, value we're asking for. Well, the value we want is actually what's typed in. Right. And that's just and, val? Yeah, so the jQuery, so jQuery's API says that the way you get it is with the val function. Okay. All right. So, so ta.val open close. Yeah. So ta.val open close. Okay. Console. So now, if we do a shift refresh, every time, so let's type in. 
Boogers. All right. We type in boogers as well. Boogers. There we go. Snot. That's sort of snot. Smooth. You get the idea. Okay. So whenever I type in here, so we're successfully reading it out. Okay. We'll all agree. He's so that's part way to our, what we need. Okay. I forget. What are we going to do in this text box? What's our end objective? We're going to type some code in there and print out a representation of that code in this div down here that is completely empty. Okay. So we now have it. So at this stage, I need to declare a global variable. Why? So we're going to ask the user to type in a JavaScript for an object, and then we're going to render that object. So we got to save it. So they're going to type something in. We're going to read it with the magic eval function. And then we're going to shove it into a global variable and then draw it. Okay. I so, have no idea how you were going to do this. Yeah, so let's build it up. So we can't use const because this is going to change every time they type something different. So let. Uh, I'm going to be very boring. The object. Oh, no. Make it better than that. Come on. Everything on the whole screen is an object. Uh, the thingy. Thingy I can do. Okay. Okay. A thingy equals an empty object. Very boring thingy. Okay. So we got to update thingy. So we're going to say the thingy. So now he's inside the function uh, that happens when the click happens. So this thingy equals. Becomes equal to. Becomes equal to, thank you. <laughs> eval of rta.val. Okay, hang on. Let me follow that. So we took our global variable inside our, our anonymous function that's going to get executed when we go through this click function. Uh, the thingy becomes equal to eval. So go evaluate $TA, which is our uh, text area uh, constant, and we're going to pull the value out of it. So we're going to evaluate the what is typed inside that field. Got it. Yeah. So let's okay. test this. So shift refresh. So we're actually testing our real code. So let's start off simple. Five. <laughs> okay. And we hit generate. So at this point, nothing visual has happened, right? If we step through the code, we've shoved it into the thingy, but we've never printed it out. So let's, in our console, see what the value of the... The thingy. Thingy is... Oh, look, it's five. So you can just write the variable name and it spits it back at you. Yes, you can. Huh. That is one of the okay. joys of the console. Um, okay. And it's $1. Yeah, so that's that's a Safari thingy. Okay. Uh, basically, the first thing it evaluated to, if it were to evaluate to an array, it would show multiple. I don't think you pushed the button. That's why when you said the thingy a yeah, second time, it's a good uh, point. So save it. Ooh, can't find variable boogers. Can't find variable boogers. What? Oh, yeah. Not what. We're evaluating it as code. And boogers is a string, so it needs to be in quotes. And there we go. No error now. And now if we get it to print out the thingy. Yeah. There we go. Step boogers. All right. But what we really want, actually, is to start making objects. So key value pair stuff colon. What's it? Yeah, that's the standard. <laughs> So we've now saved it, and now let's print it out. Okay, yeah. so what did you, it's a little hard to see the text on. Can you do a command yeah. plus on the uh, on the Safari window for That's me? That's a good question. Can I? Oh, yes, yes you can. Cool. Yeah. 
Oh, and actually on the window behind it, especially. There you go. Just command plus that. There you go. This is what I do all day long looking at your blog while we talk. <laughs> okay, so you just put in squirrely brackets, stuff, colon, what's it? So let's build up a, an object that's a bit bigger. Okay, so he's putting in some... Uh... Oh. I saved it. And just so made us a little dictionary. Oh, parse error. Uh-oh. Where is my syntax gone wrong? What didn't like about boogers, colon... <laughs> It's not, yeah, what's what's wrong with that? Commas, the right thing between them, right? And you've got single quotes around snot and what's it. You don't need a comma after snot, do you? I shouldn't do. I didn't think so. So obviously Eva oh, isn't wait, it doesn't quite. like no, it doesn't like the colon. That's where it's saying parse error. Unexpected. That is correct colon. JavaScript syntax though. And it didn't hmm. It take up booger snot again and see if it does that same error. Cut that line. Because I thought it worked before you did that. <laughs> I do that all the time. Yeah, but it's not quite doing what I, what I expected it to do. So we may need to change our strategy here. So I'm going to change actually... my strategy. Yeah. So I'm just going to eval it. And we'll write some instructions to the user. So... You just did something real quickly and didn't tell us what you just did. I did, so because uh, I'm testing. Kind I know, of, okay. I know, but you got to take know. us through the test. <laughs> okay, so I'm changing the rules mid-sentence. What so, did it used to say a second ago? Uh, it said uh, the thingy equals eval. Oh, okay. Becomes I'm going to change the rules. So let's let's change the rules visually. Uh, so where is our label? There's our now label. It, hang on, hang on. You're not talking about what you changed. I know, because I'm going to type what I'm... Okay, so all I changed was that I was assigning... So I had... Uh, what did Global I have? variable of the thingy. Comes equal to the eval. I'm not right. doing that. Okay. Then so I'm going to make eval. the... So I'm just going to run the code. I'm not going to save it to anything. So I'm okay. now putting in a paragraph here to tell people what to do. Okay. So he's putting a p tag. Enter code above and save the value to be rendered into a variable named the thingy. Yeah, but I'm not going to call it the thingy because now that's that's annoying now. So. Wait. Okay. That's more friendly, right? No, because now I know what the thingy is, and now I don't know what you're doing. Right. I've just changed the rules is what I'm doing, because we're making this up as we go along. So the thingy is not going to exist anymore. The thingy is... Okay. So I am telling the person to type code into that text box, which sets the value of a variable named output. I don't know why we went to elaborate work to change the variable name. That doesn't... Because this eval doesn't work the way I thought it did. But it could, that still, object be, it could still be called the thingy. Right, but then people have to type the thingy equals into this text box, and that's just really confusing. Hey, why is my script my code tag not working? I don't know what we're doing now. I'm lost. And I don't know why you put code slash code inside code. Oh, it's inside the... P-tags. Inside the p tag, okay. Oh, so you're just doing the for the font. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Well, why isn't it working? I don't know what you're doing. You lost me. No, yeah, but that should that should that should render as 
nice. Oh, I know what I'm doing. I'm being too. I'm doing. Because you forced. I said every single tag should be Helvetica, Arial, or Sans Serif, including the code tag. So, how's about okay. we just say that inside the body, the default font is Helvetica, Arial, and Sans Serif? So, we that aren't inside be... the body anymore? We are, but the code tag doesn't inherit from its parent. Code tag. Whereas the paragraph tag does. Okay. So now this won't be so broken. Okay. And the definition of broken was that the font for the word output wasn't right. I don't know what you did, though, so you have to back up and tell me. Yeah, I don't we know do. what we're doing. Okay. So the idea is that whatever you type in here should affect the variable named output. Okay. I guess I'll get and over then, that, but I don't know still don't know okay. why we did it. Just You just don't like the way it looked. Well, a boogers then, but that's going to make very no, own user-friendly I, It was code. the thingy. It was, I'm just, I don't understand the value of changing it in the middle because it was something we had. Because I was going to shove the val straight into the thingy, but that doesn't work. So we don't, we're not even going to have that, that variable anymore. No, we are. But we're making oh. the user write straight to it. Okay. I'm telling the user that they have to enter code here that affects the value of output. So they need to say output becomes equal to... Oops. So he, now he's typing in the, in the box in the text area. And I don't know why. Yeah, so what were we doing. doing here? We were doing, what did we have in here? We had stuff. Hold on. What's, What's it? it? And we had boogers, colon. That's not. Okay. So that should say. So let's talk about what we've got here. In the in the text area, he says output equals squiggly bracket, and he's got the two key value pairs stuff. What's it and booger snot? So that is the JavaScript code for assigning the variable output to an object with two keys, stuff okay. and boogers, with the values what's it and snot. Okay. Yes. So that should now, when I hit the generate button, we call eval. So that code should execute. So now the value of output should be that object. So Yay! he's type an output. Now he's got a, an object stuff. What's it? But it's not. Okay. And yeah. that didn't work before because... Where retur- for some reason, returning from eval wasn't returning the object. It was it's obviously just, doing something different. It was giving you different. the first value, right? Yeah, it wasn't behaving correctly. So I changed my... Like I said, I didn't practice this. We're entirely flying by the seat of our pants here. Okay. Uh, and the other thing that's going to drive me absolutely crazy if I don't fix this now is that I really want my text area to have a fixed width font. <laughs> so I am oh, going to say actually, in the I'm CSS. With you on that one. Yeah, so in Wait, the CSS. Can I guess? Say, can I guess? Off you go. Uh, whether I'll get it right or not yet, I need to see an example for you. <laughs> uh, so it was, it's going to be .ta, but I don't know if that's a UL. No, it's text area .ta. Well, is is it dot or dot means class? We didn't set a class, so if you look at the oh, source, it's code, gonna, okay. It's going to be hash code, uh, yeah, hash code so. ta. So, okay, hash code ta. Yeah. Okay, we don't need to say where it is. It's not as a subset of anything else. Well, there can only be one of them, right? Oh, right, right, right. Because it's a it's an ID. Gotcha. So it would be perfectly valid to say text area 
hash code TA. Oh, it would be. Okay, but it's it unnecessary. Okay, yeah. good, good. No, that's better. I got you. Okay. And then we want to say font-family colon courier. And I'm just going to be very lazy and just say, all I really care is that it's sans serif. So I'll let the browser decide what it feels is best, but it definitely wanted sans serif. Wait, but sans serif doesn't mean fix with font. No, it doesn't. You're right. It's So we want to say courier. I want to say monospace. Is what oh, I meant. okay. Monospace. So that's the final thing. Okay. That I'll, I'll allow it. So you should have copied that code so you could have pasted it back in. <laughs> that works. Right. Put it in yoink. Exactly what I was going to do. I knew it. So output equals squiggly bracket stuff equal colon. What's it? And then comma. Getting the hang of this. All right. Boogers colon string snot. I can't type, but yeah. So expect. Okay. I get into yoink. There we go. Let's now safely put aside generate representation, which should not do anything visual yet. But if you say output. Okay. Okay, so that is now working, and we have our fixed width font, so sanity has returned. So technically, you've actually already achieved the objective, haven't you? No, because I haven't rendered anything, right? Nothing happened. Oh, nothing rendered. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So we've gotten halfway there. We've managed to suck it in. Now we've got to splat it out. Okay. So our output div is going to need to become addressable. So let's give you an ID. This really does help watching it be grown. Q. Organically. I was hoping that would be the case. Yeah. Okay, so, so div div is going to be a div. div. Okay. Yeah. Not very exciting, but... No, but that does tell us what it's for. Okay, so... Now are you going back to the script? Yeah, so now let's make this click function be a little bit more useful. So, and let's put in some comments to ourselves here. Get the... Let's say run the code in the text... Yeah. Okay. Render. Oh. That was easy to say. <laughs> <laughs> now what? Yeah. Well, the first thing we're going to need is we're going to we're going to need that output div. So let's get a reference to that. So const dollar out equals. We need a reference to it. So dollar function. So the string that's a CSS selector. So it's wait. I don't know what we're doing. I want to. I want to save into a variable called dollar out the DOM it, object representing our div, which we've just given the ID out div. Okay. So Why? Because that's where we want to draw the picture of what our code represents. So, because we've got an out div where we want to write to it, we are gonna define a variable. I'm, yeah, so dollar out is just going to be a variable that represents that div, so that I can address it. Is that just easily. so it's easier to type? Is that well, it's it easier much? to type and more efficient, right? Because when I say dollar and I give it a string, it has to go search the document. Now, in the case of a teeny tiny document like ours, that's not a big ask. Okay, but, but why if that ask was a it over massive and over again, okay, exactly. Yeah, so ask it once and save it, and then we can just keep using our saved copy instead of making it do the work over and over and over and Plus over. Plus, easier over. to type. Plus, easier to type, which is also good. Okay. So, render the output. Okay. So, I am definitely going to want my output as I have decided. I want my output as a list. So, I'm going to make a new list item. So, we're now going to do our first bit of making stuff with jQuery. So, I know it's going to be a list item. No, it's going to be a UL. So, you wrote const $UL. Now, we're going to now use jQuery to make 
things instead of query things. And the way you make things is you give it as an argument an HTML tag as a string. I said I wanted a UL, so there we go. That's now going to make me a UL. That UL now exists in limbo, right? It, it, it's not in the document. It just exists in RAM. So it's not visible in any way, shape, or form. Okay. I know I'm going to want to make it visible. So I'm going to just write that line of code now, even though lots of stuff is going to happen between lines 32 and 33. All right. So to make it actually happen, I'm going to say $out. What? Append. Wait, your, your audio broke up. Dollar. Dollar out dot oh. append. Dollar UL. Parenthesis show... dollar UL. So what does that say? So the append function adds one DOM object into another at the end, at the back of it. Now this is, so dollar out is an empty div. So adding it to the back is the same as adding it to the front. But anyway. That's... So, so wait a minute. So we've got uh, this, wait, stop moving. Dollar UL getting appended to dollar out and dollar out is our, uh, is our out div. Yes. Okay. So that now we're going to do lots more stuff in between here, but that is definitely going to be the last thing I want to do, right? I'm building up this list. I should really do something with it. Okay. Otherwise, it's a very useless list. Okay. Uh, so I, just like I like to pair my brackets, I also like to pair my um, create and append so I don't forget because otherwise you have weird bugs where you're convinced you've written something to the document, but there's nothing appearing in my browser. Where's it gone? Well, if you forget to append it, it, it is in limbo forever. So you start by appending? I start by appending, and then I arrow up and make myself an empty line. I go, right, so what What am I appending? Okay. So at this stage, what we want to write out depends on what the person has entered in. Now, there's one more small little thing. The first time I click the button, the div is going to be empty. The second time I click the button... The div will have in it whatever was in it before. Ah, so we need to dot empty it? We do. So let's just do that. There we go. Now it's empty the moment okay. we get it. So when you created the constant, you're saying take that out div and empty it. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So what I'm saying here is find the out div, empty it, and then save the out div into the variable dollar out. I forget exactly the context. I think it was in our, our farm, but Dorothy slapped her head when she said dot empty. She was trying to think of what the what is it she needed to do. She knew she needed to empty, but the word empty just didn't come into her head. So now I'll remember dot empty. Yeah, and jQuery is often well written in terms of its picking good names, and that is definitely an example of a good name. And to be honest, append is a good name too. Okay, so now we have our empty div, we have a UL, but that's still not very interesting. So we want to draw out whatever it is that is in the variable output. So the first thing to figure out is what type is output. So I am going to start with our friend, the switch statement. Oh, I remember. I really like the switch statement, but I have no memory of what it does. I remember I loved it. So what I want to switch is type of output. So what could the type of the output be? Wait, what, I forget. What does switch do? What do we want to... So switch says, basically, it's a bunch of... if It's equivalent to saying if output equals this, else if output equals this, else if output yeah. equals this. Yeah. That's so, why I liked it, because I got tired of if elses. Yeah. It, it's easier to read code as well. So case, the first thing it could be is a Boolean. 
Taste Boolean. But I'll do something. We'll figure that out later. The other thing it could be a is string. a number. Oh. Okay. Strings. That's next. All right. So he's just putting each of the cases in, so that's good. So that's an interesting way to do it. Don't don't figure out everything you had to do to it. Figure out what cases could be there first. Yeah, and then finally defaults. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out what to do with a default later. We're going to want one of those. So there we go. That's a start. Okay, so let's write the code for what to do if we get a Boolean. Actually. So I, type of output of what? Output is the name of our variable. Oh, that's right. Okay. So what is it we wanted to do? We wanted to print out what's in output in a pretty way. So let me think about this. Um, regardless of what it is, actually, if it's any of those three, I can just print it out as a string. So they're actually the yeah. same as each other. That's what I thought. So Boolean, it's either going to say true or false. Number, yeah. it's going to say the number. And string, it's going to say the string, right? So let us say, so const, we're already going to need a list item. Is what goes into an, un, an unordered list, except list items. Let's do that. Equals dollar, open parentheses, quote, open li, close, square, diagonal bracket, whatever they call it. There, I almost said it. Yeah, okay. I, I knew that's what you meant. And again, okay. just because otherwise I'll forget, dollar ul dot append. Li. So whatever we do with this li, we're going to shove it in to our ul. Yeah. So at this stage, let us. So do you reset. need ors between those cases, or do you not? Because it's switch doesn't require an or. That is the magic of the switch statement. Oh, okay. So until you explicitly do this, which is I now need to remember to do. Let me to break. It will keep executing all the code. Okay. So case boolean, it's going to keep running all code it meets until it meets a break. Case number, it'll run all the code it meets until it meets a break. Case string, it'll run all the code it meets until it meets a break. Okay. So for those three, we're going to do the same code. Is break and then supposed we meet to be break. indented like that? Yes, because, well, yeah, I would argue it should. I always like, write it's it like the, It's like the else statement, essentially. You wouldn't have to, but it makes sense to be out there. Well, it's the end of the case, right? Yeah. It's not the start of, yeah. It has no squiggly. You could make it, an argument. Yeah, yeah, you can yeah it has no rule to it, but it, it, it makes sense. So for now, let's just make sure this is even working. So let's just set the text. So li. wait, const dollar li was this list item, and then you're saying li.text? Yeah, now let's, okay. I'm what, gonna, what is I'm gonna need what is, you're doing something, I don't know what it does. I am doing something. Um, so I, we want to write out some text into our li. But what to text? What I actually want to write out is he's writing a const. Don't know why. Put type. I'm going to save the output type instead of just having it go away. So I'm just going to say const type equals type of. Exactly. Okay. So I'm just literally just saving that exact same thing. And I'm going to switch on that. And output gonna... type. Okay, so we've got const output type, type of output, then switch uh, on output type. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just going to say make the text of the list item be the output type. The output type is the type of output, so it's just going to say Boolean string or number? Yeah, yeah, but let's get that much working. Why, and then we'll why do we want to do that? Well, just so we can see our code is actually behaving in an even vaguely same way. I don't know what you're doing now. Okay. So 
in theory, if I have done this even half right. Oh, it should say string. It should say string, right? Because you wrote output equals boo in quotes. Yeah, and it doesn't say string. So why doesn't it say string? Where would it be saying string? Down below? So have I saved you? Yes, I have. Refresh. Ah. Output equals boo. Ba-bop. You into yoink as well. Uh, click generate and see what happens. Hey, string. So now it's a string and it's got a little bullet there. And that's how we know that's our ally that's in a UL. Yeah. Okay. So true should generate Boolean. And it does. Ah, okay. That's okay, what you so, doing it. Okay. So we're getting there. So that's actually not particularly useful at all. So <laughs> let's actually say. Ally.add. Let's, yeah, sorry. That's typo you- there. I'm going to save the type into the object as a class so that we can style them differently. Okay, hang on. What? ally.addClass. Is that a... We yeah, that's a, that that's a jQuery function to add a class. So okay. we're going to say that if something is a string, it gets the class string. So then we can do things like well, hang saying... On, hang, on, go, hang on, go back. Go, go, go back. Uh, ally.addClass output type. So the all of those, as we put in Boolean's numbers and strings... Whatever we put into that list item will have a class associated with what it is. Yes. Okay. I don't know why. I have no text. Well, because that way we can style them differently. So, and then we also want to give it some text, and the text should just be the thing itself. So the thing uh, itself text. is oh. output. Okay. So right now. Okay, so hang on. Sh- li <laughs> dollar li. Yeah. That was our that was our our variable. There our constant. We've mm-hmm. uh, done an add class. And so its class will become whatever its output type is, which we've mm-hmm. already said is going to be whether it's Boolean number or string, it'll be Boolean number or string. And then dot text, parentheses output, that'll actually, we don't need the val of text. We can just do text, parentheses right, output. Because this is not a text area, this is an HTML tag. So what we are saying here is we will make the text inside that list item be whatever we say here. I've lost track right. of what output was. Okay, well, okay, so... Hey, output, was, this... output is not HTML. Output is whatever they said output is. Right, exactly. So I, I, I'm still lost on dot .text, parentheses, output. Okay, so the text oh, function... Oh, it's not... We're, we've lost our text area nonsense. We're not doing that anymore. It's we're the, not the doing text... a text area. Yeah, yeah, okay. We're working on our list item here. Okay. Right, so if I, if I add a class, that will be a completely invisible list item. It has to have some text as well, and the text should be what they typed. Okay. So at this stage, what we should see is not going to be very exciting, but we'll see it anyway. Drop you back in, and then so generate, and it's boo. just going to say boo. Okay, so he put output equals boo back in, generate representation boo. So go back to the code again. So you added a class output type. I don't. We never. Okay. We, yeah. Let's wait, see. But yeah, I'm going go to show back. you that in a moment. Go back, please. Yeah. Please. I was reading. Add class output type. Output type is our constant. Our constant is the type of output. Mm-hmm. So I can show you That's that if, complete, if, if you. No, if you like. hang on. So. Wow. Now I'm tangled. Okay. So let me show you. Show is okay. easier than say. Okay. So here's our boo that we made. So let's inspect it with the inspector. Let's inspect you, list item. 
Okay, so list item class equals string. Boo. Does that make it any more obvious? Um, so I said add class. Type of output. And the type of output of boo is a string. So the class became string. Mm-hmm. And then it made a list item with boo. Yeah, because I said the text should be whatever oh, the value so of output is. so convoluted to get there. Jeez. Okay. Welcome to jQuery. Well, I guess. But jQuery is very explicit, right? You have to explicitly say, give me an LI. Give it a class. Give it some text. So we have an LI with a class and some text, right? It's so very... why, why did we have to give it a class uh, of its type of output? Because have... I want to make strings look different to booleans. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I think you yeah. vaguely said that earlier, but I don't, didn't know. We didn't have yeah. to do that. We didn't have to, but I want to. I know, but go back to the, the text. What would disappear if you hadn't done that? Just the add class output type? Well, if I, Okay, so I could take that out if you could like. Could it just be li dot text output? Text parentheses sure. output? Okay, so let's okay. now do a shift refresh. I can drop our thing back in. Generate. Okay. And so now if I inspect that same element. Yeah. Oops. Ah! All right. So... Inspect. inspect you. There we go. So it just says ally boo. Okay, I'm right. happier now. Now you can put it back. <laughs> I, I, it helps me understand what it is to not... Yes. Before, with Seeing it created before I know why it's there, that's what threw me for a loop. Okay, I think I followed that. So now let's actually do something with that. So let us say that inside our output div... So, so now he's back up in the CSS styling. So inside our output div, if we come across something with the class string... What do we want to do to strings? I think they want to be italics. Well, we have amazingly similar minds, and <laughs> I can never remember the CSS for italics, so off to the Googles with us. CSS italic. I think it's it's either text-style or font-style, and I always get them wrong. Yeah. That makes me font feel style. better. Font-style. Okay. There we go. Font-style italic. And just steal it. There you go. You really do Google a lot. Oh, God, yeah. The most important skill. <laughs> okay. Okay, so now that's one taken care of. But while we're here, let's do let's do all three. So okay. pound out div inside there a dot boo. What should we do, booleans? I want all caps. Can I have that? So, um, that's too yes, hard. Yes, we can. Or no, no, it's very easy to do. Okay. Uh, that is very easy to do. So uh, that is text transform. Oh. Text dash transform. transform. There you go. Capitalize. Ooh, it auto-filled form. Nice. Uh, and then for, I'm going to say that for both. So, pound, so now pound out div. Number. What should we do with number? I'll let that be dealer's choice. I'm going to say that I'm going to start using color here. So I'm going to say that strings are going to get the favorite color, dim gray. And the great thing is it lets you do that both ways. So it'll work with an A or an E. Oh, interesting. Uh, I'm going to have Booleans B. Can they be green? I don't want to use green or red because that implies true or false. So oh, it can't all be green. blue. Okay. 
color colon blue. He likes dim blue. Yeah, that that's sort of otherwise it's a bit shouty. Huh. And why aren't there semicolons at the end of those lines? Yeah, they're supposed to be. Ah. It makes me feel a little better. Okay. The rest of them are all in place, aren't they? Yeah. Uh so for a number, let's go with green. All numbers are true. Uh, now for both the number and the boolean, I want them both. Wait a minute, you didn't set a font transformation or anything. Do you just gonna make numbers be regular? Well, there's no such thing as a capital number, right? No, I know. I'm just saying you didn't do like a font style italic or anything. Did you want it to be anything fancy? I I do want to do something fancy. I do want to do something fancy, but they should be monospace, but both of those should be monospace. So I'm going to use the comma operator and do the two at once. Outdiv.boolean, comma, outdiv. You you don't do outdiv twice, do you? I do. One selector, comma, the other selector. I thought... I thought outdiv could talk to boolean and number that you didn't need nope. to say it twice. Huh. Nope. Okay. What that would mean if I left out the second outdiv here, it would mean that everything with the class number everywhere in the document would get the style. Now, in our case, you wouldn't notice the difference. Yeah, but it does but mean it, something different. Okay. It does mean something different. So hmm. font dash me monospace semicolon. Okay, so we've got... All right, so now we have a lot of testing to do here. Did you save? A lot of testing. I did save. I'm going to now do a shift refresh. So our boo should now come in as italics and dim gray, and it does. If I set it to true, it should be in, in monospace. That color doesn't seem to have worked, though. No, it's also not monospace. Well, it is. No, it is monospace. That's is it? Monospace. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Boolean should have text transformed. Yeah. Wait, that would... Yeah. Right, they should have capitalized. And capitalized. And dim blue. Oh, no, capitalize. It did capitalize. That's the wrong one. Oh, you want all caps. Neat. Okay, so now we've got RTFM. (laughs) Text transform all caps. Definition... Uh, okay, so we're at the CSS text yeah, transform property. Yeah, it is uppercase. 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 I, guess, I guess we would have guessed that eventually. Yeah? Okay. There we go. So but it didn't wrong? pick up dim blue either. It didn't. So dim is obviously... Um, it may be dark for those. Uh, CSS <laughs> color names. Eh, oh, may or may not pick up that typo. <laughs> I've been here before. Um, <laughs> I've been here before many times. You're going to do a search dark on dim? Or darks. Yeah, no, it's dim for the grays and it's darks for the others. Ah, okay. So it just skipped over it, though. Yeah, because it's nonsense, so it just ignored it. It's like, okay. if you're talking rubbish, I will ignore you. <laughs> a lot it's of getting exciting. Okay, drag and drop you back in. So we still have our boo... Uh, so true. Yeah, it's Capital better. blues. And forty-two should be green. Green it and it's a number. Yay! Technically it's doing everything you said now, right? Right, but I really wanted to deal with objects. So now is where things now now is where we really where the, the rubber really meets the road. Okay. So Are we gonna draw a chicken or something? Mm, not quite. Not quite going to draw a chicken. Uh, for default, we also need to do something. Wait, okay, where did you just... Oh, we're down in our switch. Yeah. 
Yeah. So we haven't yet decided what to do if we give it something we don't know about. So we should definitely do that. So um, what is something that's not a Boolean number or a string, an object? I'm going to be a little bit clever here. And is that say right? That we what always, I just said? we always, we always, Yes. Okay. Yes, that is correct. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take our our um our list item and take it outside of that case so that it always happens, even in the case of the default. Ah. Okay. Save myself some typing. We always want to do that. Oh, and it's only when it's a boolean number or string that we want to just text the yeah. uh the output. Oh, hang on. Something's gone wrong. Oh, I copied instead of cut. There. We create our list item. If it's a bo- number boolean or string, we do that. Otherwise, what do we do? What do we do in the case of a default? Mm. I don't know. What do you want to do? You want to render? You want to eval? I don't know. What do you want to do? You're just typing stuff. Saying for now, unknown. If you give me something that isn't one of those text, things. unknown. Okay. Yeah. Um. And in fact, uh, let's say. Let's add a class to it as well so that we can. So li.add class. Or, well, that's a bit, that's a bit evil. Uh, let's call you it unknown. Like unknown. Okay. I mean, style unknowns. I'm going to style them red though. <laughs> you do like making stuff all fancy colors. Yeah. It's, you know. Oh, div dot unknown. Color dark. Dark red. red. And I'm also going to say font minus weight colon bold. Ooh. This is going to be seriously wrong. So if I say output output equals an empty array, that's an empty array is not one of our things we know about. It should say unknown. There we go. Um. Okay. So we now have a default case, but we should not run into it so often. Uh, Okay, so after here is where we now have things to happen. So case. The other thing can be is a function. This is after the break. Don't you need it above the break? No, because if it's a Boolean number or string, do that and stop. If it's a function, do something else and stop. So we need another break. There we go. Okay, I feel better. So if it's a function, what do we want to do? So he's doing an li add class now function. We can just use output type. It is function. We can do that, right? Wait, you're going to use the same output type? Okay. Or the same uh, class? Well, no, because output type is actually going to become equal to function here. It's just rather than typing it as a manual string, I'm just saying. Okay, but it'll get styled the same way, right? Uh, well, no, because its its class will be function. Uh, but its text is going to be, what is this? I th- oh, okay. Oh, that's right, because we write into output type. Output type is a variable. Got it. Mm. Okay. I'm going to let JavaScript do the work. I'm going to just simply say output string. Okay, hang on. And tell me what you're mumbling and I don't know what you're doing. Okay, so in JavaScript, every object has a two-string function, right. either the default one or one you've written yourself. So I am just going to say, if it is a function, 
I'm going to throw my hands in the air <laughs> and say, dear JavaScript, you deal with this. No idea what it's going to do. It may I don't be know what she did. I just, just spit it out on the screen. Yeah. So, so the function will actually get spit out on the screen. Well, I don't know. It's going to, let's see what JavaScript chooses to do. So I'm going to say dot function. I think dark red is probably appropriate because we're not going to do anything very sensible here. And you broke my indentation. Yeah, why did it do that? I th- horrible, I think horrible. code, code I think there's a lot of, really likes tabs. It does. I think there's all sorts of tabs mushed into this code. I think it's very messy code under the hood. Okay. Okay, so output, output becomes, becomes equal, equal to, to function. Can you just say true or something? Yeah, well, it's even a valid function there. That's enough. Oh, that's interesting. So Safari is quite clever about things. So I don't, you need to say out loud what just happened. Okay, well, I'm testing a theory. I'm testing a theory here. But it would be interesting to know what you're thinking as you get there. Before you do it. I think Safari is actually going to show the code for the function. But hang on. So output equals function uh you just did an anonymous function and it was empty what it spit on screen in our text to screen string was the the function or exactly what output is called not just what it's called i think it's actually the actual function yeah so so safari when you two string a function actually puts out the code which is damn nice of it that's exactly what i thought we were telling it to do that's what I no, said. No, we, we just told it to two-string the function. I have no idea what two-string was going to do. I'm pretty sure in Firefox, it just puts out open square bracket, function, close square bracket. Hang on. So when when you type that in, go back. When you type that in, no, where are you, where are you going? Back, back in Code Runner. When you type that in, I said, so it's going to type the function onto the screen. And you said, no, I we said don't know my. what it's going to do. Right, that seems we're obvious. Two- Why would you? You just told it to type the whatever the output is to put it on screen. Oh, I said the output's two string function. So whatever whatever the two string function for a function does, which apparently just is the content of the function. I didn't know it was. That seems. Do that. It seems like the only thing it could do. Why do you? Th- uh, why do you think well, it would no, do because, something different in, in uh, Firefox? Because I have it- often seen functions console.log does open square bracket the word function close square bracket or is open square bracket object comma function so not all browsers are are so friendly but yeah, Safari, i don't understand how could how could one browser do one thing with this javascript and a different browser do something else do they have different well, versions to, of javascript no we told yeah. it which javascript to use that yeah. doesn't mean there aren't tr- inconsistencies J-Query we are not living in the dark days of the 1990s when there were more inconsistencies than you could shake a stick at but we are still not in a world where everything is exactly the same. Can you open this in Firefox? Because I don't understand what else it would... I, I still don't, I'm not following what you're saying it would do. Well, what I thought it might do, I'll demonstrate what I thought it might... Well, well just open up Firefox. I want to see what it does. Did I do that? Oh, there we go. I thought oh, I yeah, sorry. Firefox oh. hasn't been open on this machine in quite some time. So it's updating? It's updating itself. It looks like don't don't refresh Firefox just because I haven't used you in a while. Don't get cranky with me. I think that's what it's gonna do. There you go. Your Firefox is out of date. Whining at me. What's that? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's oh, it's downloading horribly. Horribly. Uh oh. Well, you still sound good. Your screen still looks good. 
Okay, restart Firefox to update. When the updates are ready to be installed, click restart Firefox. Okay. Can you do this without uh, restarting Firefox? I don't know. And finish that later? Well, it's telling me it's critical. Okay. Critical sounds well, bad. This sounds real time. The new Firefox, mm. fast for good. What are you? It keeps opening tabs. Have you actually done anything? It keeps saying you're you're still out of date, but can we just see what it does with yeah, the coder? Just see what it does. All right. So go grab that code. Output equals Eight. function. Console.logs not. Okay, it does the same Let's thing. Do the same thing. Okay. That makes sense to me. Okay. Well, I, I, I was. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have gambled on it. I. I wouldn't have. <laughs> okay. I wouldn't have put money on it. I was naive then. I'm glad to see we're living in a world where sanity has more sway. Okay. Now, since it's going to spit out some code at me, I'm also going to do that. Okay. So we ju- he just changed the font family to monospace for outdiv. Uh, the class outdiv dot function. No. Well, yes. Did I say that oh, right? The sure. cl- class you, out div? You did. Yeah. Well, no, the class function. With the ID. Yes. So out div, oh, out div. Gotcha. contains an AUL, which contains an LI, and that LI has the class function. Okay. Got you. We lost I'm our function. Be lazy. Just do your, your little one. It's a little oh, function. We did a big impossible. arrow function. Okay. Yeah. That works. Okay. Okay, so now we are coming to the scary part. What? We're now going to have to deal with the possibility of recursion. Why? Because the only data types left are arrays and objects, and arrays contain booleans, number strings, and so forth. Okay. Why is that scary? Uh, Because it means recursion, and recursion can always go wrong. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so case function we're dealing with we break. Now, this is the case where things go horribly. <laughs> Don't be scared, Bart. I'm here. Case object. Okay. And this is the one easy line of code. He's going to put it a break. Right. So objects could be an array. So let's start with that. If. Now, we are using jQuery. Which means I have at my disposal the wonderful jQuery function is array, which so should be part of standard JavaScript, but array. isn't. So if $.isArray... Oh, so you had to get it from JavaScript, right? I had to get it from jQuery because it does not exist in JavaScript. It's a static function, by the way, because I know that because what's on the other side is the name of the prototype, which is dollar. Oh, okay. Because, Java, because in jQuery land, that's... Yeah. Uh, okay, so if we are... So what do you want to do if it's an array? The easy thing is I'm going to mark it as such. I'm going to say add class array. So that's easy. Uh, We're also going to want to start our array as having the text square bracket, square bracket. So we want to start and end with square brackets. So That much is also easy. What do you mean? So when we want to print out an array, it's going to start and end with a square bracket. So that's not... Oh, but you're going to hit and enter and do some other stuff in between. 
Yeah, and then the hard okay. part helps. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, well, that's pretty. Okay, we're done. We got square brackets. We're good. Actually, do you know? <laughs> Let me think about this. Yeah. No, that's not what I wanted. Well, what do you want it to be like when you're done? I think I want a link list. I think I want a list inside a list. Okay. What I think I want. Right, okay, so at this point in the game, what I think we need to do is we need to deal with some stinky smells. So we need to write ourselves a little function. We don't have any functions yet. We're very, very low on functions. So let us go right. Yeah, one. we're pretty much all in one button that's a function, right? That's it? Yeah, exactly. So that's very unusual. So back up and tell so, me why you, why you think we need a... Uh, what's, what smells and why do we need a function? Okay, so this code, this stuff here is going to have to happen over and over cases. again inside of our array. Because if we have a Boolean inside an array, we need to do the same thing as we do to a Boolean not inside an array. Ah, okay. So obviously there's going to be code reuse here. So what we need to have is a function to render a thingy. (laughs) All right, I got my thingy back. I'm happy. I'm going to call you render item, though, because that's much more. Okay, function render item. No idea what arguments it's going to need yet. So we're going to fill this in as we go. Live coding. First thing we're going to need is the item. So let's call you item. And we're going to need, then we're going to need. So item is just, you're saying all these things that it might be. So we'll return an li. I think that's how I'm going to do it. Okay. So at that stage, what I know so far is I'm going to want. Is is the item whatever it is these people fictional users type in our text box right so if you yes but if you have an array it's gonna have lots of items so if you give Mm -hmm. if you type into the text box an array with five items then there's a total of six items the array itself and then the five items okay so const dollar li so we know we're going to make a list item wait a minute wait a minute you're reusing that dollar li Right. Okay, so what is, what is the scope? What is the scope of the, the bunk the button? But why would we call it the same thing? Because it is the same thing. I want to make a list item, so I'm calling it list item. Okay. So we're like gonna have, we have two constants, but we have no name collision uh, with them being the same because they're not in the same functions. Correct. So this okay. const li exists between this square, this curly bracket, and this curly bracket. Yeah. Okay. Now, in this case, I've said in my little comment to myself, I want to return that. So that much is easy. Okay. Nothing else is easy yet, but that much is easy. Okay, so we definitely want to give it a class. So we can do that. So item type becomes equal to type of item. Okay, again, there's going to be a lot of similarities here. Yeah. I'm going to switch it. Ooh, that, ooh, that's nice of it. The switch just uh, auto-filled in everything he needs to do. I use that all the time. It even puts the brakes in on the default case. Mm-hmm. It's very friendly of it. Yeah. So, first case... I don't know what we're doing. We're almost repeating exactly everything we've done before, to be perfectly honest. So why honest. don't we copy and paste it out here and call mm-hmm. it let's, later? Let's do that. Okay, he's copying all of our cases. And our default. 
But anytime you copy and paste, that means you've you got to get rid of them elsewhere, right? And the one below will be vanishing oh, well. when this code works. Okay. All this code works. The one below is all we got. Yeah. So I, I could delete it now, but that would be very brave. So now or Bart foolish. is. This is why I, I don't understand why we have to do this so much. What he's doing is he's going up and down, up and down, getting rid of empty spaces. Why well, put all those spaces in? Okay, this editor is not my usual editor, so I'm, yeah. it's not behaving the way I'd like because okay. it's obviously not configured the way it should be. Um, okay, so uh, da, 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 da. return the li pulling number list. So far, that's all quite sensible, actually, because it's exactly what we already wrote before. Yeah, so let's read. Okay, so let's actually get rid of this code then. Yeah. So our li becomes equal to. Goodbye. Scary, but okay. <laughs> Becomes equal to calling our function. What did I name my function? Render item. Render item. Okay. Item. No. And the item to be rendered is the out- output in that case. Okay. Easy for you to type. Apparently not. Okay. We're not needed anymore. Wait, what did you get rid of? Get rid of our output, output type, type variable that, that we're not using. We did that. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, now hang on. How come we're allowed to use write, render item? We're allowed to use that. Well, render item is the name of the function, so we're not just allowed to if we don't. So we have created a function okay, render item. Okay, now and then seeing. it's going to drive it. Okay, got you. Yeah. Now, in fact, we can save ourselves some more typing here because that li is now a pointless variable, so we can just do that. I don't know. You just wow. I just okay. saved us a line of code, right? So we're just saying stick into the list, stick into our UL. Render item output. Render okay, item which output. is the LI that we create up above. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just saving ourselves a bit of typing. So in theory, unless we've done something wrong, our code should work just like it did before. Copy paste first. Oh. Well, okay. So first off, no errors in the console. No errors in the console is good. So let's try with the string boo. No. Yeah. Didn't work. Oh, two errors. I don't see any errors. Hey, why is... Oh, there they are. There they are. Can't find variable output type. Yeah, because I didn't call it output type inside the function, did I? I called it item type. Yeah. Switch item type. So your item type... You're not. You're not. Okay, so that's a simple typo. That's interesting, because you you change things. Oh, okay. Well, we're, still we're getting close. We got well. our we got a bullet, so our list is there. Yeah. So, why is output not working? Because you should be item. See what? That's why you you changed all that, and it seemed like it was working fine. Okay, but I'm passing. I'm passing it in, so I'm saying oh, that I will call output, you. So it better be called something else. Okay. Type of item. How about the case function needs to be item dot two string two, doesn't it? Down two lines, That's, three lines. Yeah. And, and is array. Is array. Doing go. anything there yet? But I'm okay. a big help for you. There you go. You just stick with so, me, Bart. I'll help you. In theory. Oh, we're still missing something. We didn't put anything in there. How could it do anything but a bullet? Oh, duh. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so that tells me. Okay, so that tells me something else important What's inside that? of our text. Where? Hmm. 
Okay, sorry. I'm just thinking. Let me just give me 10 seconds of thinking time here before I speak. Okay, I know what I want to do. <laughs> that was the past 10 seconds. So let. What's the problem you're solving? I want to do something sensible when the empty string is put in there. Oh, okay. So to print. To print become equal to. I don't think item. you can have an equal before to print. Yeah, that's just a typo. Okay, there we go. To print become equal to item. So we're going to say print to print. Wait, what do you? What? Uh, what do you? Okay. Oh my god! Why are you changing the name of the variable so many times? Okay, because if it's a string, I want to do something clever. If no, no, okay, this will become self-explanatory in about thirty seconds. Because remember, the problem to be solved is what to do with an empty string. So if item is an empty string, I don't want to print item. I want to print is equal to empty string. Say what you just did. I just okay, so I am saying that to print is by default made equal to the item itself. So in the normal case, to print is going to be whatever you typed in. But if the item is the empty string, I want to make to print become the string empty space string. And then okay. we print that out. So did you just add another So there's an if statement inside so the string? Type, typing nothing is an empty string. Correct. It's not an empty well, boolean. It's not a... Ah, okay. So, no, you're right. So we're almost where we want to be. So now if I do a shift refresh, it's still not going to behave properly because we have another case to deal with, right? Still not behaving properly. Because, yes, yes but did you answer my question? Right. Okay, so I haven't. I'm getting there. So what is the type of nothingness? False. It's undefined. But undefined is false. So I'm technically okay, right. but, not okay, useful. So type, but... Okay, but type of something which is undefined is undefined. So we actually have another case here. Okay, case. Defined. Because the type of function could have actually returned undefined. Okay, so under case undefined, he's writing... You're going to do that... Yeah, what do I want to do when it's undefined? If item triple equals undefined? I probably want to do... Actually, do you know something? If it's equal to undefined, I want to do exactly the same as what I'm doing for booleans and strings. It's just... I need to do something else. Let me think this through logically. Talk first before you print. Okay. Uh, if it's undefined, I want to change to print. Why? So that it says the word undefined instead of complete nothingness. Okay. Although actually undefined will just print out fine, won't it? I don't know. Undefined, no, undefined so does what print is it out imp- fine. But uh, we're still haven't fixed our other... Th- I, I'm, I'm lost on why we I know we haven't fixed undefined. our other thing, but we have multiple problems to fix. Um, but we're jumping around. So if item okay. triple equals... Okay, okay, let's, uh, okay, I think I fixed it. So let's just say output, output equals empty string, right? Almost right. 
Right? So that should catch the code I just wrote. I don't yes. know. I was trying to read it and you switched. So I don't know. So we, we have if item triple equals quote, quote, to print should say empty string. Mm-hmm. Um, and to print is the item and the item is empty. So how is that? You, you went down this whole undefined path and now I'm lost. So what's an empty yeah, string? Undefined versus... is a separate problem to solve. I just realized we're not doing that either. But so the we haven't string, fixed the first thing yet. Yeah, so I think we figured we fixed. I think we're now fixing the empty string. Okay, so we have managed to do that. Okay, much. but if you put nothing in the window, what I asked you was if yes, go back. If you put nothing in the window, if you type nothing there, is that an empty string or is that undefined? Uh, it's that. I don't know what that is. It's an empty object. So actually, you've hit on something very good here. So we actually need to be clever. Go down a third path, Bart. Please go back. No, to, no, I'm please, not. Just please go back to the to the to the Safari window again. Okay. Erase everything in it. Okay. What is in that box? Is that an empty string or is that undefined? What is that? The value of that box is completely empty. So when you eval it, it is zero lines of code, and it will do completely and utterly nothing. So it's not undefined. It's not undefined, and it's it not does an empty nothing. string, and it's not an empty string. It just ah. does nothing. So then, the value of the output variable will be whatever the value was before we hit the button, and that's not good because that could be something different every time. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So actually, we need to be a bit more clever in our event handler here. We need to first off empty output. Then run the code, then render the output. So we need to make sure that every time so you're before, saying before that it was it would have whatever was in it before. Yeah. Okay. It's bad. That would have made very weird bugs. Okay. Output becomes equal to undefined. Yeah. Can you? So I know it's just a comment, but can you fix the typo in in empty output put? Like so. Okay. So right. now, now when it's empty, it is undefined. Yes. Okay. Yes, because well, yes. So now go back up here. Now, what would our code do with undefined? It'll right type now, empty string right now, won't it? No, because undefined is not oh. triple equal the empty string. So I think what it'll do is just write the word undefined without any styling. Oh, okay. I think so. Let's test my theory. Oh, nope. Type it's nothing. written blankness. Well, blankness is okay. Well, that's good because that's easier to fix. Wait, but does that mean it's broken or we don't understand what it does? No, it means that if you give the value undefined to text... Oh, yeah, no, that does make sense. If you give the value undefined to text, it will... um, Do nothing? It will print out nothing, yeah. So we want to say that to print comes equal to undefined. Okay. Now... Fresh. Hey! There we go. Okay. I feel better. Undefined really is undefined. Okay. Okay. So now we're back to the scary part. I can't now, avoid did, it any did longer. We, <laughs> did we get rid of this? You went down so many paths there. I We took care of the empty string part. We took care of the undefined part. Wasn't there a third one it could be? That we no, straight now we're into the array. <laughs> No, no, no. I'm I'm not trying to delay the array, I promise. I could have sworn there were three things it could be, though. 
No, because we've gotten rid of it by saying on by saying output actively becomes undefined oh, before we do oh, a reval. Okay. okay. All right, good. Okay. Let's go down to our scary array. Our scary array. Right. Okay. So add class array. Yeah, okay. There's the easy part. Now we come to the part where we have to do some recursion. So an array is a variable that contains variables. Is that a true statement? Yeah. So that means we want a list inside our list. So const inner ul. Yeah, looks a bit funny, but okay. Yeah, actually the capital somehow looked good, didn't it? <laughs> it's wrong. Yeah, no, well. It's wrong. What's That's wrong? Gonna, it's going to drive me nuts either way, but so be it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going lowercase. All right. So const inner ul. Yeah. What are you doing? What just happened there? That's the, the, my text editor went weird. Okay. Oh, okay. So constant UL is going to be a UL. Got you. I'm getting the hang of watching these be made. So we stick our li.append. So we're going to append the li to the inner UL. Got you. Now we got a loop over. Okay, actually. So Wait, are we going to do a four of? We will be very shortly, but before we do a four I have of, the answer to the mnemonic test. You have the answer to the mnemonic test. Yes, you do actually. Do you want to give the listeners that while I? Well, the one the do you, I'm not sure you know the one that I that I'm going to say was the best of the ones we got. We did get several. Katie Murray said four of has a V sound at the end, so that's the one that's values. Yeah, that's the one that stuck in my brain too. Although I do like four of. Um, uh, Jill gave us one with an anti. It wasn't anti Muriel. It was an anti something else. That one didn't. Um, maybe as just much disproving me, the value uh, of it as a mnemonic. Since yeah. I can't remember. <laughs> and I think Donald Burr sent one in too. But the one that stuck with me was Katie Murray for of is values. Yeah, got value right there. So I am going to do a little bit of housekeeping first. So what are you doing? Inner URL that appends something. So if it's an array, we should really mark it as such. So I want to have, I'm going to wrap the array inside square brackets. So I'm just going to say, stick a list element in here. So I want to make a new list element. We'll explain in a moment. Okay. You're breaking the, the rule of understanding as you type, though. Yeah, but it's I just I gotta get it typed and then I can say it. <laughs> okay. Oh, I see what he's doing. Okay, so he's he's actually adding the the two square brackets. You did yeah. some square brackets earlier that I thought we were going to use for that. This makes more. Well, I've sense. decided they should go into a list. Yeah, in fact, yeah. I'm going to be a bit more. So he's got inner ul uh, dot append, and he's going to do a list item with a text array colon with a square bracket, and then he's going to have the close square bracket, and in between is going to be the glop that it actually spits out. Yeah, so now is where our for loop has to go. Okay. So for, that one is easy. For of? Const item of. Item of. Uh, wait, inner item. What was inner item? Well, inner item is what we're making up. So item is what we're getting the inner. Oh, item. oh, con- okay. So for we've got a constant called the inner item of item. God, you do love naming everything the same, don't you? All right. Well, how could that be any more? Like item is item is is the array. So inner item is the things inside it. 
Okay. What else would I call them? That's what you always say. It's it, this uh, is a recursive data structure, so its naming is going to be recursive. Okay. So if we have an item inside of our item, what do we want to do? Well, we want to actually do exactly what we've just done, and our function is called render item. What we want to do is say dollar inner ul dot append call ourselves. This is why it's recursive. So We're calling ourselves within item. ourselves on the inner inner item. item. Yeah. Okay, what the heck does that line say? So we've got a constant. <laughs> Beware. I do this every time I do recursion. Just I in case added. it goes horribly wrong and your fans start going off or what? Yep. It is a note to myself to always be really careful with this line of code because it is recursive. Okay, so hang on. I don't see the recursion yet. So we are inside a function named render item. Oh, and we're calling render item. In- we're still inside there. Yeah, we're calling render item. That is, by definition, what recursion is. Yeah. So inside render item, we've got the case where it's an object. The object is an array. And for each inner item inside of this item that we're evaluating, this array, we're going to take the inner UL uh, and append to it and then use render item to look at inner item. Yep. Oh, what could possibly go wrong? So in theory, we've done all the work. So let's now try, see how well we've done all the work. Okay. Output becomes equal to the array, 42 comma true comma boogers. That's one That's of each. the French boogers. Boogers. <laughs> he had an E at the end there. All right, generate so I'm representation. I'm going to stick you into yoink. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to fail to stick you into yoink. You have no faith that that's uh, going to work, do you? Uh, did I do a shift refresh? Unexpected syntax. Right. Well, there we go. Can possibly be good? Expected closing. We'll go back at the end of the block. Did tell us what line we're on? 76. It wasn't happy. Okay. So what's not balanced? See that your constant, uh, your four of does. Uh, This. No. How about your is is array? Yeah. Line 66. Is that kind of close? Dollar is array open open close close. Wait, go across that one for me. Ooh. No, ooh. there should be another one. There should be another one. If, I would put it before the block. Yeah, statement, right there. That's that what if statement never ends. Yeah, yeah, never ending if statements. There we go. I found it. Thank Could you. Go girl. <laughs> right. So drag and drop. Uh, Can't find okay. very well. Oh, uh, yeah, we, okay, so after arguing about the capitalization, I went and did it wrong. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> so you had a capital, a lowercase, and then a capital. You didn't know. You just couldn't decide, so you did it both ways. That's perfectly reasonable. Right, yeah. <laughs> I did say I'd just get it wrong either way, didn't I? Yeah, you did. Oh. Well, look at that. It says array, colon, square bracket, 42 true burgers. Woo! Now. I think we I should actually, call victory. Bart. We should call victory, but I want to do one more thing before I call victory. You've got to get rid of I that did. bullet, don't you? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I told you to get rid of that bullet at the beginning, and you said, no, I don't want to do any styling, and then he's got... No, no, oh, I'm, not, got no I'm not going to do styling. Um, I'm just going to do it slightly differently. So if we are an array, then we start by appending to our list item. What? Text. 
What do you mean? Then I want I don't want the array here to be a list item. I just want it to be text. Why? Because it shouldn't like we have bullet point bullet point. Yeah. I want you tabbed out and I want the other one tabbed out. Oh good lord. Really? He's <laughs> really? he indenting. Second. Okay. Append the string and we get rid of you. So you get rid of the whole line? Yeah. And then you're and then he's gonna then you gonna the do another loop. so you you're basically I'm just gonna copy and paste you. Okay. He's gonna put get rid of the oh, UL yeah. append. I never liked that in the first place. There we go. That's exactly what I would have done, Bart. So shift refresh, drag and drop. See how many typos we've made. No. <laughs> so it says array colon, almost close square bracket, then says 42 boot. Okay, boot. right. It can't be so. Okay. Got to be a little clever. Um, let me see. I'll make them paragraphs. So how does... So dollar how am I going to do this? Yeah, so that's... So I need a paragraph. So that's a P tag. Okay. Then the paragraph gets the text... Okay. All right. So you've got li append p tag text array. Assuming I have managed to balance my brackets. How is that going to fix it? Then we have a paragraph, then a list item, then a paragraph. Hmm. So that should render correctly. All right. He said. I don't buy it. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, it does say array colon square bracket. Now there's an empty space of it. I didn't think that would make it live in the middle. Oh, sod. Let's see what I've done. What? Ah. I, I am, I'm being spectacularly and supremely silly. I actually that didn't line. think that should work. Yeah, you're right. It shouldn't, and it doesn't. So what line did you just take out? Okay. Uh, so the line where we say shove in the whole list item is after the line where we say close the bloody bracket. Ah. So if I move those into exactly the opposite order, that will work. Then we get it appended. Awful okay. lot better. Yeah. There you go. I'll buy that. I it was exactly what I thought was wrong. Okay. Well spotted. I see why. <gasps> Yay! Now the power of recursion, Allison. We're going to end on a high high. What? You're not going to do anything I'm gonna else. Stick, I'm going to stick an array inside our array. Oh, and push another button. No. It's recursive code. It can go all the way down. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You need to change that word to turtles. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of woot, we need it all to go all the way down. It's got to say turtles. <laughs> Actually, if you put turtles in the earlier one, would that also help? Yeah. I think it ought to be turtles all the way down. I forget whose joke that is. There we go. Turtles, turtles. <laughs> And we can have more turtles, and we can have more turtles. So recursive code has the magic that we get, well, recursion for free. So that last step is the scary step, but it actually took very, very little code. Yeah, yeah, but a whole lot of logic. A whole lot of logic. Basically, it took that. Yeah. And I didn't scream or anything when you got to that part, the recursive part. I, I guess I didn't know how scary it was. It just make if we make a mistake in there, we end up with a memory gobbling infinity. Right, right. Which yeah. we didn't do, so that's good. So I think this was was really really cool. I really enjoyed this. 
Good. I, th- I hoped you would. <laughs> I um, think we should switch back sure. to our faces, though. We should switch back to our faces. Let's okay, see if we, so... either of us can remember how to do that. Well, if I get the hangout back, that's step All one. Right. And then if I click that green button. There's me. Oh. Am I back? Yes, you are. Right. Yeah, it's gotten okay. a lot darker at my house since we started. <laughs> well, it was pitch dark when I started, so it's still pitch dark. Well, I think that was really, really fun. And I'm actually going to leave the audience with a riddle as our palate Uh-oh. cleanser for this. And uh, I don't want you to try to solve it because I will I will uh, talk to you about it after we're done. But in, in keeping with our farm animals, I'm going to tell right. you a riddle. Are you ready? Okay. There are 40 cows in a field. 28 chickens. How many didn't? Okay, so you and I will you, talk afterwards. Yeah. You and I will talk well, not afterwards. Not only will we well. talk afterwards, you've, you've pulled this one on me last week, so I actually know the answer and have forgotten it, which is <laughs> even more annoying. <laughs> well, good. We will leave people with that. But this was really fun. I think this is a great way to celebrate 50, uh, 50 episodes here. I don't uh, – it'd be interesting to hear from people whether the audio worked, but the video was uh, was certainly fun. I really enjoyed this. This was as much fun as, as you had hoped. <laughs> Phew. I love your T-shirt, by the way. Oh. I have to, oh shoot, yeah, I have to be wearing a Daily Tech News show shirt. <laughs> That's dead cool. Also, actually, the people in Heil were extremely clever because the Heil logo is just right there on the side of your boom. There you go. Yeah, they're they're pretty smart about that. It's on the mic and on the boom. Oh, actually, if you look closely, there's also and a your pod, pod feet, feet pin. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which is dead nice. I presume that's there for when you go in your podcast with um on DTNS and stuff. Uh yeah. Just uh usually I have a D- I have a, a uh, uh pod feet mug as well. But this has been great, Bart. Uh, congratulations on on dragging me kicking and screaming for 50 episodes. And uh, and uh, I'm not going to give up as long as you don't give up on me. Well, I, I have so many plans for this series. There's so much to teach you. So much. <laughs> Yay. All right, Bart, close this out. Okay. Well, until next time, happy computing. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Chit Chat Across the Pond. This show is not supported by ads. It's supported by you. If you learn from the show, or even if you're just merely entertained by the shows, please consider supporting the show. If you go to podfeet.com, there's a big red button in the top banner that says support the show. If you click it, that will reveal to you several ways to contribute. You can pledge a monthly amount using Patreon. You can use the Amazon affiliate link for your country. You can make a one-time donation using PayPal. Or you can record a listener review, which is an awesome way to contribute. You can always chat directly with me via Twitter at PodFeet or email me at allison at PodFeet.com. You can join the conversation in Facebook by going to PodFeet.com slash Facebook or on Google Plus at PodFeet.com slash Google Plus. Thanks for listening and stay subscribed.